while you found more podcast hosted by pastor gary and pastor alex where we want you to know find discover and change with us it all happens now Well, let me tell you, I, I'm pretty excited about uh, this opportunity to get back on the podcast. And we're back. And we're back. Uh, if you hear a little bit of echo in the background, we've moved studios and we're not really sure if we're settled here yet. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I am open for uh, change. And uh, this <laughs> is Studio 1211, which is really set up a little more for video. Right, yeah. Studio. And uh, so we moved out of the um, the upper prayer room video studio. Uh yeah. And so we might be moving back. It was, yeah, it was kind of nice and cozy up there. I don't know. We're still debating about it. But hey, that's beside the point. We're happy that you are here with us. It's easier for us to find a studio here at Harbor Lake than for a person to find a place to rent in northern Michigan. I can tell you that. That's it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we uh, we find space all over the place here. Uh, and if we can't, we we make it. Happen. We make it. Yeah, we've uh, we found. You know, I did, uh, did realize that up in the, uh, what we call the Arctic, is basically like Narnia up there. I mean, you, you go through one door and it just seems like it keeps going on. Yeah, and you can see your breath. Yeah, I think that is that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you can see everything there. Mm -hmm. um, well, uh, we are just- Occasionally you'll stumble across like a Eskimo, you know, dog sled team <laughs> that has wandered away from the right. uh, ad and <clears throat> a frozen teacher that never made it out. And there you go. We, we lost more staff that way. Um, so, you know, welcome to more podcasts. This is our first one for this season. Season two. Season two. I mean, I can't believe that we've done, or this is our second second year doing a second season. Uh, that's a lot, a lot of stuff. And uh, we do want to give you a disclaimer a little bit up front. Like if you're looking for the old podcast, well, we just, we found out what was it about a, a couple of weeks ago that the podcast company that was broadcasting our podcast. Oh yeah. They went belly up. And so when they went belly up, they deleted all of their content, which means we lost our content. So uh, we have parts and pieces of podcasts, but we don't have, which is kind of good because now we can't be held accountable to what happened <laughs> right. in season one. Yeah, we had a few interesting things on there. Uh, uh, I won't even bring them up anymore because I don't want to get the ball started again, ball rolling in the wrong direction. But yeah, we had uh, a lot of content on there, a lot of hours, but uh, unfortunately it got lost when they deleted their company. And I didn't realize that was a possible thing because they always say that the internet you know, once you put it on the internet, it's there forever. Apparently not. Okay. Apparently not. There's a way to de destroy it all uh, if you're smart enough and you have the right people involved. Well, uh, so 2023, the podcast has started. I mean, uh, for all of our favorite listeners, thank you again for coming back and uh, being a part of our podcast. We have a lot of awesome stuff that we're going to be doing this year. And uh, I just really encourage you to tell your friends, tell your neighbors about this podcast because it's not just necessarily a Harbor Light thing. Right. I mean, we have people that, uh, I listen to us all over the place. And currently, I just found this out from Carson, and I told you this the other day, that we have 1,500 listeners for this for this podcast. That's awesome. I'm like, where are they? I mean, 1,500 people are, and then the downloads are, you know, all off the chart. But I was just really surprised that we have that many people. I think we I think we weren't getting all of the true feedback from people until we were not on the air. And yeah. then they were like, hey, Hey, I'm here. I'm yeah. I need something. Then they started coming out and 
kind of showing us and letting us know that they were listeners. Yeah. And it, every time I would uh, come to church on Sunday or see somebody out in the streets, they'd be like, so when is it coming? Like, it sounds like they were uh, like addicts or something like, so when are we getting our next dose of more? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was it was good to hear that. Um, now, of course, just like we normally do, we want to introduce everybody. And we thought for the inaugural podcast, Pastor Gary and I just need to be set in these seats, but we definitely will have guests coming. Uh, we have other uh, co-hosts that are part of our program that will be showing up every now and then. We're going to bring back your favorites, uh, Pastor Ted, Pastor Amy, uh, Chelsea, all those favorites that uh, you guys uh, come to love when they would come and uh, talk with us about certain things. So they'll be back. So don't worry. Mm-hmm. This is this first podcast, Pastor Gary and I, we just thought we, we need to set this one off. But uh, yeah, of course, uh, it would not be a show without our faithful leader who can uh, claim is a world traveler, international speaker, Pastor Gary. Uh, you spoke in, in Jamaica, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're an international okay. speaker now. Yeah. Okay. So oh. you need to charge money now when you... I've done uh, Jamaica, Guatemala, Brazil, uh, Israel, Korea. So yeah, I got a few under my belt. Yeah. You got a few that yeah are there. I, I think it's so cool that you get a chance to speak in other countries. Did you always have to use an interpreter? Uh, most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time. My, um, I barely get... In, you know, English is barely my first language. Yeah, so. I would, yeah. <laughs> I think redneck's my first language, but, uh, you know, I try to... What's crazy is LK is just loves all of that kind of linguistic stuff. She She's actually getting ready to go on the Brazil trip. Yeah, she's working right. on her par- Portuguese right now, and she's nailing it. She's, she's working, really good to go. And she's working hard at it. Yeah, I remember when, when I went to Mexico with our missions team, I tried to use some Spanish, and they said that I sounded like a kindergartner trying to speak the... <laughs> language for the first time. Uh-huh. So I quit using it and I started using Google Translate and then I talked to them back and forth. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I you don't think about that, how the language sounds to someone else. When you think you're learning it, to them it sounds something totally different. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, as always, tag along uh, like the Gilligan to Skipper, the sous chef to the, his Gordon Ramsay. I'm here in the co-host seat, co-piloting with uh, Pastor Gary through this podcast. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't want to get into all this stuff right now, but I'm just so pumped that we're doing this. I was like, I was having problems thinking to myself, you know, I miss being on the podcast and doing this. Yeah. And talking about it. And I see you, you, you come to life behind that mic. Yeah. And, uh, I just, uh, sparkle in your eye and, uh, uh, a lift in your step and, and on. So I'm proud of you on how you've done on this and I'm looking forward to this whole season. Well, you know what? We don't want to keep talking about everything. We'll just give it a chance here, but we got some stuff coming up. Hey, you want a s'more? We'll be right back. S'more what? No, I don't want a s'more. I haven't had anything yet. So how can I have some more of nothing? You're killing me, Smalls. Please, sir. I want some more. Hey! It takes time and know-how to build your dream home. Why not consider waterfront property management and builders to make your next property a reality? Your dreams, your way, that's a waterfront team promise. Located in downtown Lansing, Michigan. Well, we have some some news about what's happening around uh, the church, and we like to bring that up. Current current news, right? Yes. And uh, let people know what's going on. Because unfortunately, even though we print the bulletins, put it in the overhead uh, uh, announcements, HL News on Sunday, uh, somebody will always come up or call the office and say, I didn't hear that. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, so we want to help. We want to help a little bit. You know, we don't want to take a lot of time doing it, but we want to help with what's going on. And so if you've been living in a sense under a rock or may have not been paying attention or maybe just uh, talking to somebody that you saw on Sunday, we want to let you know about some things. Sure. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I think is is uh, probably the biggest thing that happened over the time that we have not been on the air is that the Solid Rock Center got dedicated. Yes. That was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Opened up uh, back there on uh, the 11th of February and uh, super excited about uh, all the ways that it's going to be used and already currently being used. Yeah. We had a big uh, groundbreaker for us. Uh, got to host the districts, girls uh, varsity basketball districts for the MSHAA. Uh, and just, and twice. Yeah, yeah. So um, really, really super excited that we got the chance to serve the community uh, in that way because uh, one of our other local high schools uh, were having some furnace problems apparently. And so they called over and said, hey, can you guys host? And, you know, we'd only been open for two weeks at that point. But, yes, we could. I uh, think it's, it's awesome. That place is so cool. Also, we had um, a bunch of the referees come to the first couple of games, and then there was a referees clinic. And we got a chance to host the referee really? clinic, oh, and we had wow. only been open for a couple of days at that point. So, yeah, it's already amazing. That is so cool that we were able to do all that. Now, I will tell you a couple of things that I think are highlights of the Solid Rock Center. I, I love how all the lights are automatic. Yeah. I, I really feel like I'm stepping onto a deck of a starship when I do that. There you go. And I just actually, you know what I do? I'll, I'll like, stand outside the room, wait till it goes dark, and then walk in. Uh-huh. And it, you know, I, in my mind, I'm playing the noises for all that, but it's just annoying. like when you walk. I've I've noticed you walk up every door and just kind of stand there for a second, and wait for it to go. Shh, shh, yeah, and then open, <laughs> but you're still having to use the handle on the doors. Yeah, right. But, you know, it's still fun though. Yeah, you know, and and then also concession has been amazing. I don't oh, remember yeah. concessions ever being that good when we had it in the other gym. Right. Yeah, they've been killing it. Doing. I've I've been hearing that uh, record sales. Yeah. Um. And of course. Um. At least in case Tasty Treats have helped yeah, I was just gonna generate say, yeah. a big portion of those kind of sales. She's been bringing in uh, 40, 50 cookies for every game. Really? And, yeah. I didn't know it was that much. Yeah. I, I didn't know they're always sold been out. making me buy my cookies at the... <laughs> <laughs> they're always sold out when I get there. <laughs> I'm carrying them into the game. Yeah. And then I'm laying down some bills to buy them after I set them on the counter. Well, I thought we I thought we used to have a deal with the, the podcast and your wife that we would get the burnt ones or the ones that she rejected. Yeah, but she just doesn't make that many mistakes. Well, after thousands and thousands of batches of cookies, she just doesn't. I have to on purposely distract her when they're in the oven to get them to go an extra 30 seconds for that caramelized brown on the bottom. That's what I'm saying. There needs to be some sabotage going on the whole thing now. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to get between your marriage or anything, but (laughs) we're not getting any cookies anymore. Um, So that Solid Rock Center's taken off. It was just a beautiful place. Uh, man, I can't be more prouder of what, what we've accomplished. And it's paid for. 100%. I mean, I told one of the referees that because we started talking one of the games. And he's like, really? He goes, there's schools that have gymnasiums that are built that are not paid for yet. Right. And I'm like, well, that's because we serve a God. Yep. That's right. And uh, so it's just really cool that that was done and taken care of. And, of course, the other big, big thing oh. that has never happened at Harbor Light. Here we go. 37 years of uh, being open at Harbor Light Christian School. We actually have a mascot. Yes. And that is awesome. We have a mascot that is like on par. Yep. With the MSU mascot. Right. Sparty. Yep. It might look like Sparty just a little bit, but uh-huh. it is not Sparty. It is the Swordsman mascot. And we're still waiting for a name because the kids are working on that. Oh, okay. But we have no idea who, who runs the mascot thing. I mean, All right. Yeah. It could be anybody, you know. I called up one of the Chinese government. Uh, <laughs> 
institutions to get their um, their software where you can take a look at a person when they're walking <laughs> and try to identify who it is. Yeah, so I'm just waiting to hear back. It's coming over by balloon. Yeah, well, we'll just wait till uh, Colonel Blucci gets a chance to uh, interrogate. He might figure it out really yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, so the mascot's the one thing, and then the, we have the prayer room that's being remodeled at some point. Here. Yes, that's um, long-term plans yeah. to build a skyway from the upper deck, the second story here in the main building, over to the Solid Rock Center. We're going to build a skyway that goes across there, and then wow. that will uh, open up our old prayer room uh, to be converted into a couple more classrooms. We're making as much room as we possibly can for uh, incoming students yeah. as we're continuing to grow. And uh, so the plans are over at the architect, and he's going to draw us up some stuff. And uh, then we're going to get cracking. I have a meeting coming up with our um, fundraising teams. All right. Uh, this is Cope. And uh, and then we're going to start raising some funds for the Skyway. Then the prayer room, or the, the room that was downstairs on the main floor. Yeah. That's being remodeled. That's, right. that's going way back, all the way to 1986, when we opened up this current building that we're in right now. We had a prayer room right off yeah, of the uh, main stage that. there. And uh, people would go in. We would have 24-hour prayer vigils in there, yep. prayer um, throughout the week after services. And uh, it got converted over to a chair storage or a table storage room for a little bit. And um, and and now we're going to convert it back and expand it into a bigger prayer room, actually a prayer chapel. Really? Uh, Waterfront is going to uh, do all the construction. That's pretty cool. And they've already um, committed to the whole project. They're going to pay for the whole project. Um, we've already paid for our permits to get Kraken, and uh, so that's going to be happening. What's really fun is you stick your head inside that, and it literally looks like the size of a closet. Yeah, it does. And you're like, how could this possibly have been a prayer room before? Yeah. Um, but uh, we're going to double it, and it's going to be amazing. Well, the ceilings were, were a lot taller. Yes, they yeah. were. Mm -hmm. I remember being in there. We used to go meet in there before we do praise and worship mm -hmm. with the band, mm -hmm. and I remember that thing being super tall, like you're looking up into the sky. Yeah, it was about a 12-footer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, maybe I was a little short. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, it was, it was a cool place to, to be, but that's happening. I mean, just there's so much going on around here that I don't think people realize that every day something is changing mm -hmm. in the building or with people or ministries or something. So you got to pay attention. Absolutely. You definitely have to pay attention. Um, we also uh, have an amazing thing happening tomorrow, tomorrow night, which is the Sidewalk Prophets are going to be here. And yeah. You know, well, now you've probably guessed it that we record a little bit earlier, but uh -huh. uh, tomorrow night, which uh, is Thursday night, Thursday night, Sidewalk Prophet is going to be here at seven o'clock. And uh, that's one of the first concerts we've had in a while. Yeah. We've had a couple um, maybe like four years ago. Yeah. And then, of course, with the uh, pandemic going on, things kind of really got clamped down. So here we are. We're kicking it back off. I think it's going to be awesome. Pastor Amy's been working super hard yeah. putting that whole thing together and uh, lots of lots of input from people and then i'm hearing lots of chatter and wonderful uh vibe from getting them here yeah and we've been on the the radio mm -hmm. i know praise fm's put us on there uh, a couple other christian radio stations have been putting our name out there that we're having this concert so i think it's gonna be a lot of fun and yeah you're right i mean uh talking about pastor amy uh the hours that she puts in above and beyond her her normal activities and jobs uh i think she's uh doing an amazing job uh i got to see uh, all the things that she was required to do and i'm like I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah. Because uh that's that's a lot of work, you know. Yeah, and uh and I think we're down to just less than 100 seats left uh for ticket sales. And I think it's less cuz Amy just uh, okay. uh, Pastor Amy just checked it out on the website. And I think it was even less now. Okay. So if you're you're thinking and banking on buying it at the door, good luck, right? Cuz there might be a good chance you might not. And the thing is the tickets online are $12 and the tickets at door are 20. 
Okay. So you're saving yourself, you know, eight bucks yeah. by doing it online. Um, so yeah, we'll, we look and we'll see you there uh, for that. And uh, there might be a chance that we might have a chance uh, to to talk with uh, Sidewalk Profits and record. Really? For, yeah. Amy's trying to work it out. Oh man, that would be great. Yeah, I was gonna. They've just... done a good job of sending out some personalized commercials yeah. for the Harbor Light News, and uh, so that would be wonderful. I think it would just be cool to just sit down and talk and say, hey, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself and yeah, down there, yeah. Yeah, fabulous. We'll see what happens. Uh, and then lastly, we have uh, the Jubilee Dinner, formerly known as the Spaghetti Dinner or Noodles and Company or Noodles and Auction. Uh-huh. One of those is, but now it's called the Jubilee. So right. it's an auction that's a silent auction and a live auction. And let me just tell you what I saw come in the other day. A four-wheeler. Yes, I heard all about it. I met with the um, the person who secured that donation. Yeah. Uh, we're super excited. That was from, from Countywide has made that donation. So there will be a um a smaller yeah it's a smaller like a child size uh, four wheeler I would use it yeah I know you would it only go that was twenty miles an hour but I'm going to use it anyways yeah, yeah. so um that's going to be great um I just heard that there's a thirty five hundred dollar Dewalt tool package what yes come it has been donated on, and I've already heard. <laughs> The person who secured the donation is going to be don't, uh, bidding on that thing. So Are you kidding me? I'm serious. It, there is a ton of men's stuff coming in for the Jubilee auction. Oh, man. So, yeah, you need to be here and bring your money. You know, I, it was so funny. During our staff meeting, uh, Chelsea and Maria both said that their husband told them that their paddles are broken. Yeah. I highly, I highly doubt that. I think that they got their own paddles. Yeah. Men, oh, yeah. Men have their own paddles. They, they've ordered them online. They're good to go. They're yeah. probably gold-plated, ready to move on that. Well, let's uh, take a quick ID break and we'll be right back. Well, you found more podcast hosted by Pastor Gary and Pastor Alex, where we want you to know, find, discover, and change with us. It all happens now. Looking for a go-to eatery that has awesome food? Well, Paper Station in downtown Harbor Springs is sure to have your next favorite. From their signature station burger to the golden crispiness of a hand-dipped onion ring, enjoy the flavors that make this a must-stop today. Paper Station. Um, I got to say that the Paper Station the onion rings are amazing. Yes, they are. Very, very amazing. Uh, when we were doing that spot and I was listening to it, I'm thinking, I could go there and eat right now. I'm just so excited. I just love their food. You know, I just love the staff there. They're wonderful. Um, of course, the owners go to Harbor Light. Yeah. Mike oh, and Tana, and we're just super proud of them. And uh, they used to have a burger called the Hudson Burger. And oh. occasionally I'll go in there and it's not on the menu anymore. And I'm like, hey, give us the Hudson Burger. And they're like, Let's see what we can <laughs> What's there. on the Hudson Burger? <laughs> now you got to tell me. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's wonderful. It has mushrooms on it and uh, oh. wonderful. Oh, it's just so good. Their their burgers, their wagyu is just super. I know. So. I've never had a burger like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh man, but not make me hungry. So yeah, Paper Station is one of our uh, many sponsors. They helped us last year with our uh, small group videos, and uh, so I said, hey, we're gonna pull you on for our uh, our uh, sponsor more podcast. Yeah, more podcast. Well, we want to bring out uh, a brand new, never before done on more, which is we call, well we're gonna we're gonna call it Harbor Light. Bible trivia. Okay. Now, what's really cool about this is that we are going to give you a question 
you are going to answer it by sending it to an email, mm-hmm. which is very sim- similar to what the title is, harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com. Okay, so one more time, that was what? harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com. Okay, that's a lot of spelling in there, but I think I we can do it. And it's all small, it's all lowercase, nothing okay. in uppercase. And uh, you send your answer to that. Now, check this out. If you answer it right, we have prizes this year. Yes. So we are going to be giving you prizes. Now, every week we're going to be pulling people's names and giving you prizes. So when you send your uh, answer, let us know where we can give you the prize at church or wherever we meet you. Um, That'd be good. But then at the end of the month, we are going to have what we call the big question. Okay. And the big question is going to be, uh, uh, you answer the question, you send it to that same email address, harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com, and you will be put in a drawing for a bigger prize. Okay, so I think the very first one, we're going to do a Bluetooth speaker, the first one, right? Yeah, Bluetooth speaker, yeah. Okay, so we're going to give away a Bluetooth speaker, and uh, it's going to be, you know, super good. Yeah. This is like a real good quality prize, right? So you can listen to our voices in, in true tone. Yes. Because we don't want you to, you know, listen to it on your computer and then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this really stinks. Yeah. We want you to listen to it in true tone. So we have a Bluetooth speaker that we're giving away at the end of the month. So <laughs> you don't want to listen to it on, you know, some kind of a bad speaker because then mm-hmm. it makes you sound like a eunuch. Yeah, right. It's not good. <laughs> My voice goes up a couple <laughs> octaves and everybody's like, what? Uh, yeah. So this is our, our new thing. So every week be prepared for the the Bible trivia question, and then at the last week, be ready for the big question to get it in. Now, all the winners will be on our Facebook page. Uh, Carson has put out an amazing website for us. Okay. Uh, with all of all of that stuff on there, and we're going to give you those details and Facebook and all this other stuff associated with us. So it's going to be amazing. So you look for more, more podcasts on Facebook, you'll find us, but it's our brand new website, not the old one. Okay. We have a brand new website that's just amazing with all the things. And this is the other part. I don't know if you know this or not. Every time we record a podcast, it goes to YouTube, Venmo, or not Venmo, uh, what's that other one? Vimeo? Vimeo? Vimeo. Vimeo. Yeah, Vimeo. Yeah. And it goes to our podcast link. So you can listen to us on all the platforms that you're already using. Um, now, it's only going to be audio. Okay. But you'll you'll be able to listen to us on YouTube so you can share it with your friends. Sometimes that's a little easier uh-huh. to do that on YouTube. All right. So the question for this week, uh, I'm going to have Pastor Gary, we have a stack of Bible okay, trivia right here, and I'm going to let him pick the Bible trivia question. Okay, I'm reaching across the table right now, and I have selected this question. Here, here we go. All right. Who is the prince of devils? Who is the prince of devils? In parentheses, demons. Yeah. Okay, so who is the prince of devils? That's our question. Prince of devils and demons. Now, if you know that answer... Uh, let us know, and uh, we'll uh, we'll let you know uh, that you've won if you've given us the right can, answer. Can I give a little hint? I, I won't give it away. Okay. Okay. So, so it's not your Sunday school typical answer. Right. I'll just give not. me that. It is not. Okay. Right. And so send that to harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com, your answer, and you could possibly win a prize. But let us know how to get it to you so that we make sure that we take care of it. We might need a picture from you because we want to put it on our Facebook page, let people know yeah. that there's actually people winning. Yeah, these things. Otherwise, we're going to have to Facebook stalk them. <laughs> and you never know what picture we might select. Yeah, right. We will pull it off your Facebook page if yeah. we have to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, be be uh, be ready for that. So, um, Pastor Gary, the question was, again, who is the prince of devils, or in parentheses, demons? Yes. Think about that one. 
It's time for more. That worked out good because that actually goes along with it. Well, has the winter done a number on your beautiful floors in your home? Well, Hamel's Flooring, with their expert touch of Cliff Haas, is sure to have an answer for you. With a large exclusive collection of carpet and vinyl flooring, your floors will look better than new. That's Hamel Flooring here in Petoskey. Well, uh... Yeah, uh, Hamill Flooring, they do a lot for us. Yes, they do. They are wonderful supporters of all of the ministries here at Arborlight. I think most of the carpet in this building has come probably from him. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, so we are starting a new uh, four-week series in the Bible, um, which is entitled Anticipation. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking about the importance of thinking uh, with an eternal perspective, which means becoming aware of how close we are to the coming of Christ and keeping that all um, sort of in perspective, making sure that we know uh, how important it is. Um, and I, I'm really excited about it. Now, you you said it's going to be four weeks, right? Yes. Four weeks of this. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's really relevant right now. I mean, with all the things that we've been seeing pop up even in, in uh, pop music and uh, popping up in, in, on uh, the, the the news and, and movies, it seems like it's, it's something that we need to start talking about a little bit more. And uh, I liked, uh, without getting into all of it, but I liked how you said one time in, in the sermon last week, you said, it, it's like there's so many things in our culture that are saying, this is the perfect time for Jesus to come back. Yes. And I think that was a, a, the key thought, you know, for me, like there was nothing else that needs to happen, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all the things that we've talked about as being prophecy, all the things that we've seen uh, accomplished up to this point, they're here. I mean, um, there's nothing in Revelations that we would say, uh, oh, we we got to wait for that to happen yet. We're there right now. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that um you know all the signs that uh, Jesus goes through in Matthew chapter twenty four, we see them happening and playing out in real time right now, right in front of us. And of course, uh, if you've had a chance to come out to the Wednesday night live uh, programming here at Harbor yeah. Light, we've been in a series called Agents of the Apocalypse, and we've been taking a look at um the major themes in the Book of Revelation. Yep. And um and there's a thing called the doctrine of imminency where uh, the rapture can happen at any point it's not hinged upon any of the signs the signs will happen after the rapture and uh, and so we have had a chance to see that and so yes uh, Pastor Alex we are living uh, at the potential for the return of Jesus at any moment yeah and I think that's uh, something that uh, especially the younger generation doesn't always think right because we get so caught up in everyday life and even uh, you know Peter said then the last days will be like Noah people mm-hmm. be eating and drinking giving a marriage they won't be thinking about those things. And I think it's, you know, very much the job of the church, and especially the, the pastor, to remind people, hey, you know what? This is this is a big deal. Yeah. And uh, don't get so caught up in the things, the distractions the devil likes to use in our everyday life. You want to live like yeah. it could happen today. Yeah. But plan like it might happen for 100 oh, years. Like that. That's good. And yeah. so that, yeah. that's the proper perspective. You want to, uh, you know, kind of live in a way that you're, you know, you want Jesus to come back and you him bind you about his kingdom and his work. Uh, so you uh, started out the the series with Matthew chapter 24. Yes. Now, why why did you feel that was the, the go-to text for your, your sermon series? Well, because the uh, the disciples, um, you know, they were living in a context which they wanted to 
you know, have the Messiah get relief from the pressures that they were feeling and under at that particular time. And so they kept asking Jesus, Hey, give us a sign, you know, of when you're going to return. And, um, and so he gave them this layout so that they could be prepared so that they, they could have a mindset that they shouldn't be surprised by anything. Yeah. And, uh, and if they're not surprised and they're not going to react, they're going to be able to respond. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so I, I selected that because he just goes right down through a list of more than 10 different individual signs uh, that his return is imminent. And uh, and so we've kind of clumped some of them together for this series. Uh, and then that's, so that's the reason I picked Matthew 24. It is so spot on and yeah. crystal clear. Which it's actually one of the most thorough of all of Jesus' sermons. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then, of course, it goes over into Matthew chapter 25 with the parable of the ten virgins. And uh, being prepared, five of them were ready, five of them weren't. So that's why we selected that section. Yeah, and I'll tell you, what's interesting is that in that text, uh, Jesus, like you mentioned, uh, not only gives future things that were going to happen prophetically, but he also gives them evidence that it will happen based on things that were going to happen within about the next 30 years. I got to tell you, that that came about through spending some time with Holy Spirit. I didn't read that in a commentary. I didn't yeah. pick up on that anywhere else because they asked for a sign and well, actually, they're making an observation of the temple and how beautiful it is. And that Jesus says, well, listen, I just want to let you guys know that all these stones are going to be, you yeah. know, toppled. And then they're like, okay, well, when is that going to happen? Right. And yeah. then he goes into the discourse. So he gives them something that's going to happen in their lifetime. Yeah. To give them that security and that foundation to believe everything else he was going to tell them. And yeah. so that took place in their lifetime, about 35 to 40 years after he spoke that is when that fulfillment was taking place. Then they're like, oh, okay, now we can bank on everything else that he said. Yeah, I, I think that was so crucial when you think about that because like you said, it would be still in, in necessarily their timeline. Mm -hmm. uh, mo most of them probably would have uh, heard about it or seen it. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's an interesting thing that you brought up that uh, he gave them evidence and more of a, just a reassurance that, hey, everything you heard from me, it's gonna happen. Um, you know, it made me think, though, when you were saying that uh, in service on Sunday, uh, do we see uh, any of those evidences now to be the same assurance for us? I know we have the church that's established. That's, that should be the primary evidence that God is going to do everything he says. Mm -hmm. But uh, there seems to be other things that maybe pop up. Have you noticed uh, some of those evidences that uh, are apparent to you? Yeah, so um, there's a book by uh, Jimmy Evans called The Tipping Point, and um, that particular book is wonderful because it takes a look at some of the other um, prophecies that are uh, given to us in the book of Revelation as well as in the book of Daniel and Ezekiel. Um, you know, one of them is that technology is going to grow so fast, Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then we're seeing that happen in, you know, in our lifetime and actually in the past 20 years. Uh, says, you know, up to 1950, pretty much our world was, you know, farming. Yeah. Right? Throughout the whole world. And then after World War II, we get back from World War II, and then everything begins to change super fast. Yep. And then now, since the introduction of the computer age, um, all of that is happening. Yeah. Um, the, the, they, they actually goes in tandem. You have uh, technology and travel are the two signs that we're supposed to look for and know that it, his return is imminent. Yep. And look at, we're, you can get around the world now in yep. less than a half a day yeah. to the other side of the world, right? Yeah. And um, so the technology and the travel are two signs that we can say, yeah, as a matter of fact, everything that Jesus said is true because look what's happening in our lifetime. That You're so right. I mean, you just think about the internet. My wife and I always joke around about it, that when we were in school, the internet was just starting. Mm -hmm. 
And, uh, you know, the kids here, you know, we, we just talked to a couple of students that don't have their phones during the school. Yeah. And they're like, oh, out. Out. <laughs> yeah, lost puppies. what do we do? What do we do? But mm-hmm. I mean, it's become so uh, integral in our lives. Uh, it's just amazing how within, since 1991, 92, mm-hmm. uh, that from that point on to where we are today, the internet, uh, our cell phones, the immediacy of all the news around the world. I mean, we, we found out about that Turkey, uh, when they had the earthquake the day of, right. And we have to wait till it comes in the news a couple of days later. Yep. I mean, we had real time data coming in about that. And, and so when we talk about, you know, the, the watching, uh, certain aspects of the revelation where. Uh, we have prophets that are beheaded in front of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, those things are going to be seen in real time. I mean, we, we're seeing it now, right? Yeah. yeah. Something happens. We're seeing it at that moment. Sometimes you see uh, in the scriptures, something seems very barbaric, right? Like, you know, beheading, right? Yeah. You know, hasn't that got out of vogue, right? And then, you know, it's happening right. right in our lifetime again. Yeah. So, you know, man hasn't changed too much and they're still using some of the same technology or some of the same methods. Oh, you know, yeah. That never changes, does it? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny though. I was the other day when we were talking about all this end time stuff, and I don't know if my phone was listening to your message, <laughs> but I got in my car and all of a sudden I got advertisements. They're reselling the Thief in the Night series. From, no way. From Real seventies, yeah. And I'm like, this is so weird. I showed uh, Amy. I'm like, look at this. This just popped up on my phone. If if, if you're listening and uh, you're you know be a, below the age of fifty, there was a series back in the early seventies. Yeah. Thief in the Night, yeah. A Distant Thunder, uh, I can't remember some of the other oh, ones, but it was the most uh, evangelistic uh, tool to get yeah. young people saved is to watch these movies about a living through the tribulation. <laughs> yeah, it was effective. And it's scary you have to death. And a lot of times, most pastors utilize these at either lock-ins or rock yeah. bonds. Yep. I got yeah. saved so many times watching these <laughs> <I know>. movies. <laughs> I know. Every time I'd watch them, I'm like, am I saved? Am I ready? Okay. You know? And in the song, uh, We Should Have All Been Ready, I, I yeah. that was Larry. Oh, yeah. Did that? I, when I hear that, I'm like, oh my gosh. I, yeah. I just, the whole thing just Two men back. walking up a hill. <laughs> one disappeared and the other left standing still. I wish we'd all been ready. Yeah. Woohoo. I know people want to get saved right now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. If you want to, if you want to write in and get saved, let me know. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that, that that is just so amazing to think about all these things that are going on. And as we're talking about this anticipation, the, the interesting thing that you brought up in the service, which I thought was uh, ironic and funny at the same time, uh, for me at least, uh, maybe I got a weird humor, <laughs> is that as you're talking about all these bad things are going to happen, the music behind your bumper yeah, like going into a party. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What was up with that? I did that on purpose. It was kind of fun to um, to get all these dance scenes and this yeah. light, fun music. <laughs> and then the words over top of it were like, you know, the end of the world. Yeah, it's all gonna... <laughs> and so they didn't match up. And I was trying to get people's attention that when you know what's going to happen, you don't have to be living in fear. You right. can actually be joyful that the end is near. Yeah. Right. And so I, uh, it was put there on purpose and in that way. It's a good thing. Yes. Yeah. It's a subtle... Subtle imagery that people hopefully picked up on. Yeah, yeah. it was good. I thought it was just funny. You those know. two those two guys dancing at the end. I know. I was like, I got to learn those moves. Those are good. Just, I'm not the answer. I don't even try. Um, so we uh, we talked about the the importance of this topic. Um, and, and I think the subject and topic right now, as you mentioned, because of all the things that are coming uh, online or becoming available to us as humans, uh, really speaks to the time being now, which mm-hmm. is, really speaks to the idea of your and being anticipating. But you also talked about the importance of um, telling others about the coming eternal future, us being a part of that process. Mm-hmm. And uh, you use Romans chapter 10, verse 14 through 15. Yes. Um, 
And I don't know if we got a we got a Bible here in the studio because we're we're pastors, right? Yeah, I, <laughs> my my Bible wouldn't uh, come up on the on there, but I do have it ready yeah. to go. It's uh, Romans ten fourteen and fifteen. I'll read yeah. it to you if you'd like. Yeah, please. Okay, but how can they call on Him to save them unless they believe in Him? And how can they believe in Him unless they have never heard about Him? And how can they hear about Him unless someone sends them or tells them? And then how can anyone go and tell them without being sent? Okay, yeah. so. Uh, that's Romans 10, 14 and 15. And um, I was trying my best to encourage people that when you know the word of God, like I just, like we just talked about, right? Yeah. Technology and travel. When you know that prophecy, where to find it, and you're having a conversation with someone that doesn't necessarily believe yet, you yeah. can say, look, this was prophetically given to us 2000 years ago or more, right? Yeah. And it's happening in your lifetime. And it brings a whole um, validness to the word of God and to your testimony. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden they should be asking more questions about where they are with Jesus. And yeah. it gives you a chance to then uh, bridge that gap and start your own conversation with them. But you got to know the word of God. You got to know what some of these prophecies are so that you can show the fulfillment of those things. Yeah. It, uh, like I think you mentioned that we got to move from being just uh, listeners but and spectators, mm -hmm. but being the, the, uh, the mouthpiece of what, what God needs to share this anticipation, this, this coming. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and sometimes I, you know, I think, uh, you know, over the years I've been in ministry, I, you've been in an LR and me, but, uh, I, you know, people do tend to get kind of complacent, kind of hang out, you know, like I've got my fire insurance. I remember hearing pastors when I was growing up saying that, you know, so I'm good. So what I need to worry about, but the fact is that we have an entire world that even though we think that they know Jesus, right. We always talk about how the world's so Christian, or at least they know who Jesus is. The truth is they're not mm -hmm. because when you talk to the younger generation, they have no idea about some of the things that we've learned, you know, either through Sunday school or when we grew up in it, uh, in the era that we grew up in. So there's a whole generation of kids uh, that are not uh, aware of the importance of Jesus to their life. Yeah, I think that you see the words um, from Moses to the children of Israel. He's saying, listen, you're going to move into the promised land. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. You're going to have a tendency to get lax, yeah, apathetic, and you're going to forget about God. Yeah. You know, you're living in the promised land, yeah. right? We all are because we're living in the United States, the most blessed, prosperous nation that's ever lived in the history of this world. And it's so good for us that we can get complacent, yeah. apathetic, and kind of go to sleep at the wheel because um, it's just so easy for us. And, and you know, like you said, our, our environment is so subtle mm -hmm. and, and making it possible for us to not want to be associated with Christ because every influence we have is a distraction, moving us away, you, helping us to subtly embrace uh, values and systems of the world instead of God. And you mentioned some books and stuff that uh, and movies uh, that you mentioned on the screen. Yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, even though those were you know put out 13, 14 years ago, the fact is is that that was the catalyst that started it all, that moved us to where we are today because it started the ball rolling. You're you're so right, Pastor Alex. It's incrementalism. It's every little piece. You know, I, I was trying my best to bring about this idea that deception is deceiving, yeah. right? We, yeah. it, you know, very rarely is Satan just going to come flat out and just say, hey, if you watch this movie, if you read this right. book, if you do, if you do this, that you're going to lose your salvation. You know, that's, that's not how he operates. Yeah. Okay. He's a, the, he's the father of lies. He only knows how to lie. It matches up with his character. Yeah. But he's also a strategist, right? We've read that in Ephesians chapter six that, you know, we put on the full armor of God so we can stand up against the strategies of the devil. And so the devil has a plan. He has a plan for your life, and it's to incrementally move you away from God or move you off a of center. 
And uh, so none of those things, none of those movies, none of those books are going to, you know, send you to hell if you read them or watch them or have your kids watch them. Right, yeah. But you're just, you're just uh, giving a little foothold to the devil. That's also found in Ephesians chapter. Yeah. Right? You know, open the door a little bit for the devil and he'll put his foot in there and before you know it, he's all the way in. And that's, that's his plan. Yeah. So we've got to have eyes wide open to be able to see, you know, what he's doing and how he's doing it so that we don't step into those traps. Yeah. You know, it was interesting uh, when I was doing my devotions last night, uh, I read a quote from an, an old bishop of the early church and um, it's translated, but he said that the two things that will destroy a country from the inside out is nudity and when you uh, put, uh, allow Satan to be uh, utilized as being something good. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? I said, that is our, that's where we're at. I mean, when you talk about the amount of people that are affected by the pornography that's available on the internet, when you talk about the spiritualism, the the things that are coming into play where people just kind of disregard it as being, well, you know, it's, that's, that's not that bad, right? You know, Pastor Alex, you brought up, that's really amazing. Um, we've shared here at Harvard Light before, there is always a correlation between sexuality, you know, going outside of God's mm-hmm. plan and spirituality. Yeah. They are, they run in the same river. Yeah. Right. It's the same flow. And uh, so when you see the, the world, the culture uh, moving uh, towards um, a lack of moral guidance when it comes to sexuality. Yeah. Um, you're on that same direct path spiritually and uh, they run in unison together. Yeah. You know, and, and I think you're totally right because when you see in scripture, Whenever the people would sin, the first thing they would start doing is putting up the Asherah poles, which is a yep. representation of uh, just blatant sexuality. Yep. Um, that was one of the first things that would go up. Mm-hmm. You know, they would start worshiping that. And uh, it's like, it seems like there's a major correlation when we see it happening within the United States that the more that this has become prevalent in our society, the more people are moving away from the church, the more people are uh, basically becoming, you know, uh, open and available to whatever. I mean, look at look at what's happening in our schools. I mean, I don't even need to get into it, but... You, you take a look at the scripture, it says a three-stranded cord is not easily broken, right? Yeah. And we, we use that at every, at every uh, you know, marriage ceremony. It's awesome. But think about the three-stranded cord that is uh, strangling our country right now. Yeah. Okay? It's prosperity. Yeah. Which is the uh, Baal worship. Yeah. Okay? And then the Asherah pole, which is sexuality. Yeah. Okay? And then, of course, we have the rise of Satanism and just anything anti-God. That is a triple-stranded cord that is strangling yeah. the people in our country. Yeah. It's not easily broken. It is not. Yeah. And it's taking over. And uh, the people that we were hoping that would be our safety net mm-hmm. are not. And and the thing is, this is what people, I think, don't really pay attention to. It's not just on the outside. There are churches that are falling every day because a leader or somebody within the church or the group of people are not holding to a standard. Um, and I know that uh, the last series we just did, you know, you and your wife said that uh, be people of the book. Yeah. And and we've moved farther and farther away from that because now we have churches that are redefining that Genesis really was a mythological thing. Yep. Noah was a myth. All these things that are popping up and it's like uh you just kind of redefine the importance of scripture and and you take what you want out of it and you you accept what you will, you know. Yeah, so I thank you for setting that up because um Harbor Light has now um officially picked our scripture for the year. Yeah. And uh that is Jeremiah 6:16. 6, this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you will find rest for your souls. And uh, so when you're facing decisions or you're facing things that are happening in our culture, uh, in your family, in your business or whatever it is, you know, stop. Stop and take a breath 
look around, look at the, the options that are ahead of you and pick the way of the Lord and stick to that because that is tried and true. It's, it's a sure-footedness and you're going to find rest for your souls. If you go in the other direction, you're going to find a lack of peace. You're going to find disunity. You're going to find um, being disheartened, all that. That's the evidence that you've, you're walking in the wrong path. Yeah. Well, hold that thought. We're going to be right back. We're going to take a station ID. How are we doing? We want you to know God more deeply. Find lasting freedom. Discover your destiny and make an eternal difference. This is More Podcast. When hiring a contractor to tackle your next housing project, you know you should hire someone who knows what it takes to make it exactly how you dreamed it should be. With over 25 years of success, Schottenmeyer Construction brings the know-how to tackle new or existing projects. That's Sean Meyer Construction. You know, don't settle for insurance that won't cover your toys, home, or auto. There's a reason that Wilson Insurance is an industry leader in Northern Michigan. They're not in the business to sell insurance. They're in the business to be there when you need an agent most. That's Wilson Insurance. Petoskey. Well, we've been talking about uh, this series on Revelation called Anticipation, and uh, we've gotten into a pretty good discussion about some of the things that we're noticing that are happening within our culture that are, are big, big um, red flags, I guess you would put them, uh, should be on our radar of every Christian. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes we, we get um, unfortunately complacent because, you know, let's face it, the world gets makes us busy. And I think that's one of the tools of the devil is to make us so busy that we don't pay attention what we need to pay attention to. And uh, especially in America, you know, when we're always uh, having to, you know, pay the mortgages, take kids to school, pay for the sports, all this other stuff. Eventually it's just about working, going to bed and eating. Mm-hmm. And uh, when's the time that you take to spend really with God? And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a big challenge for all of us. I think, you know, either, you know, even you and I would admit that um, even though we're pastors, sometimes it's difficult to carve out time yeah, and just say, hey, I'm going to just spend this time with the Lord. You know, if uh, if you're just going at that kind of a pace, uh, you're going to miss a lot of things. And then I would say one of the signs that you're probably going too fast, you know, we're talking about signs, right? One of the signs that you're going too fast is when your kids start calling you Uber, then <laughs> then you're probably going too fast. Yeah, right. Uh, I've never had that problem. My my family calls me grandpa because okay. I apparently drive this. <laughs> Although I'm the only one in the family has been pulled over twice in a Lansing because apparently in Lansing? Yeah, I drive a little too fast over that bridge. And <laughs> the world's the shortest swinging bridge. Yeah, Are yeah. you? Is that the one you're talking no, about? No, no, no. no. Oh, the other one. Oh, I'm M68. Every time I, yeah, every time I drive on that one. I was going to say, if you're no. if you're getting pulled over for going too fast over the the world's smallest swinging bridge, <laughs> how fast are you going, Pastor Alex? Uh, 30, 35, apparently. Uh, actually, I went over and got him a ticket, or didn't get a ticket, but they gave me a warning at 45. So it's 10 miles over the speed limit. Going. Okay, so here's true confessions. Yeah. Two Sundays ago, I ran to McDonald's to get my mocha frappe, yeah. which is my go-go juice for oh, uh, Sunday mornings. And uh, I was just happily singing along, coming back to Harbor Light at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> and I got pulled over by the police, really, uh, the sheriff. And I pulled into the sheriff parking lot to yeah. get 
to get the warning. He's just like, hey, just just want you to slow down a little bit. I'm like, I know I'm too happy going to church. Yeah, oh, I happen to be the pastor. <laughs> I didn't drop that card, but uh, but yeah, I I haven't gotten pulled over in probably more than 20 years, probably. I know that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, it would be sort of a pat on the back if I got pulled over for driving like 85, and I was only driving 10 miles over in in a 35 mile an hour zone. You know, I I I. I told the uh, sheriff that pulled me over, I'm just, thank you for doing your job, right? Yeah. I was doing 12 over, and I deserved to be pulled over, but thank you, God, for your mercies, and I'm not yeah. getting, getting a ticket for that. But, uh, yeah, it happens to us. Yeah, I, yeah, unfortunately. Um, well, the the one last thing I wanted to do um, to talk about as we're getting ready to, to wrap up our time together, I can't believe this hour's already gone. I know it. Um, but you, you talked about this idea of watering down the truth. Okay. How important it is to watch out for apostasy, not only in the church, but also in our thinking and mm-hmm. the way we interpret scripture. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that to me is one of those things, like you said, we have to know the book. We have to know what we're reading and reading in context, not, not a YouTuber, you know, mm-hmm. not, a, not a, a pop star preacher, but we have to read it for ourselves and see what the Bible says. And, uh, I don't know. Do you feel that there are particular things that uh, you've heard or seen that point to this watering down uh, in the church as far as you're concerned? Because I know it was on your heart when you were preaching it on Sunday. Yeah. Um, thank you for, for asking that. And I'm going to be really, really uh, careful on how I even talk about these things because um, this is happening even in our own uh, northern Michigan area. Okay. But it's happening across our country. Uh, apostasy, which means to leave the faith and to leave the things of God. And so um, the scriptures teach us that uh, there's going to be a divide right down the middle of um, the church, and half the church is going to leave the faith in the end times. And um, it's, it is connected to what I believe we've talked about already, sexuality, yeah. opening the door for the whole um, you know, same-sex marriages and all that kind of stuff. And that has divided the church right, right in half. Yeah. Um, half the church is going to go down that wrong path, and the other half is going to stay true. Um, so that, that whole concept of sexuality and spirituality is one of the things that w- gets watered down or changed all of a sudden you know David and you know Jonathan are not just best friends but they're homosexuals that's yeah. that's uh, getting watered down and redefining and changing that whole meaning of that um also another one is the uh, the doctrine of heaven and hell yeah uh, that's a big one that one kind of came through in the um, early 2000s um this idea that there there really isn't a hell and um, and there were some super popular uh, pastors that had you know worldwide followings that uh, went down that path, and now they're they're off as far away as you could possibly be. Yeah. Uh, and then then the the other big one that I've seen, and that one is uh, more actual uh, current, and that is the idea that uh, the blood sacrifice of Jesus wasn't necessary for yeah. you to have salvation. And um, it comes about in this package that um, any father who would let their son uh, die and be punished in such a way as that uh, is an abusive father. So they're calling our Heavenly Father an abusive father by letting Jesus go to the cross. Therefore, the work of Saint, uh, the work of uh, Jesus had uh, no bearing on your salvation. That's the newest one that's yeah. out there. And if you were to go through and pull all the pages out and all the passages that talk about the blood sacrifice of Jesus, this atonement, this uh, substitution, if you take that out, all you got left is the you know the the, the, the leather bounding binding of the Bible. Yeah, it just right. says Holy Bible, and there will be no pages inside. Uh, I yeah, I'm 
you know, thinking about all the things that uh, uh, you put out there uh, on Sunday about uh, issues that are watering down, uh, you know, I think you're so right. I mean, when we start uh, changing the context of things that are so essential, because even Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 says, if we don't have the cross, we don't have his death, we don't have the resurrection, then you're believing in a bunch of bunk. Exactly. Might as well just give it up. But, but it, you know, the blood is messy. Yeah. The blood is messy. You know, we don't even sing songs about the blood anymore. It's no. just so messy. We don't even, we don't want to touch it. We, you know, we, yeah. Christianity, we don't want to touch it anymore. So we don't sing about those things. We don't talk about redemption. We don't talk about, you know, repentance, which is like owning your sin and then yeah. giving it away to the Lord, laying it at the foot of the cross or nailing it to the cross. All of those things. Um, all of a sudden now you can work your way to heaven. Yeah. You know, if you just do more good than bad and uh, it's all relevant. And uh, my truth is my truth, and your truth is your truth, and we've just opened up the the floodgate for the enemy to come into our every part of your life. Yeah, and, and you know, do you do you think that uh, when we look at uh, the church, that even we've got to be careful that we don't um, encapsulate God in this idea of the fuzzy wuzzy teddy bear, John three sixteen, but there is an aspect of God that is going to require judgment at some point. Yeah. Do you think we've started to move away from that? Because it seems like in some of our music. That that taking the the charts mm-hmm. is is trying to seem to go all that way to go to the idea that you know God loves us so much there's no way they would ever be angry with us it's almost kind of like our parenting style today you know yeah uh, don't tell your kids no right you know don't you know oh, God forbid you ever have to spank your child right um, but you know we don't want our kids to have the negative uh, idea of themselves a negative image of themselves and it kind of seems like sometimes we're moving in that direction what do you think oh 100 miles an hour for sure that we're moving in that direction as yeah. a culture. Right. And um, and so it's so important for us to realize that we got to serve the God of the Bible. Yeah. Not the God of your making or the God of the favorite pages of your Bible that right. you like. We we serve a God, the God of love, the God of mercy. All right. He's also the same God of justice. Yeah. Right. And so you don't have true love unless you have justice. Yeah. Right. And 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 there was a, a time in our in our culture where it was just the God that's angry, yeah. and the God of wrath, of course, and we wanted to veer away from that. Hey, if that's if that's um, your only view of God, you're not serving the God of the Bible, right? Right. And then if you if you're serving the God that's just warm and fuzzy and just oozy and will let you do anything you want and wink at it, yep. that's not the God of the Bible either. It's the God of the Bible is both. Right. He's both, right? And uh, and so that's what we try our best to do here at Arbolite is give you the God of the Bible. Yeah. All right. The the strong, stern, loving, graceful, merciful God. Right. And and we share it in balance because we're talking about a standard not just our idea of him. His standard is above what we would consider to be our ideals of what God should be. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is a totally different mindset. When I, I'm, If I'm trying to bring God down to where I'm at, then he's not God anymore. Right. I, I'm trying to attain where he is, yep. which means his standard is going to be way above mm-hmm. all my ideals, which means that, you know, in our culture that we live in today, uh, you know, living together is not marriage. Right. You know, yep. uh, the things that we're starting to see, how they're redefining relationships, that is not God's intended purpose. Isn't it funny? It's always these little bitty, you know, did he say don't eat it and don't right. touch it, right? And so when you talk about marriage, a lot of people now is like, hey, listen, I'm just staying inside of this relationship. I'm not sleeping around. Right. Um, and I loved her for X number of years. Therefore, we're calling ourselves married. Right. Okay. That's not the scripture that we follow. Right. You make a commitment and a promise and it's called a marriage. Okay. It's called a wedding. You do yep. that. That that's the that's what God created. Yeah. Not just this agreement we're going to stay together for a long, long time and love each other. Yeah. That's all good, right? That's the product of making a commitment, 
making a covenant. Yeah. It's just a little fine little twist, a little little notch, a little way right. from what God actually said. Yeah, and, and you know when you look at uh, Genesis, you know the the relationship was not between the husband and wife deciding that they were together, Adam and Eve. It was a covenant before God. God God established performed the first wedding. God performed the first wedding. And so that's why it's so important when we talk about people getting married. It's not the fact that you two decide that you want to make this relationship. It's the fact that you acknowledge that God is making this relationship. That is something I haven't had a chance to speak on. But you're in Genesis chapter two, right? You know, yeah. he brings the wife, the woman to the man and he's like, Wow, here she is, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And that, and then it says, and that's why a man will leave his mother and father and will be joined together and the two shall become one. Guess what? There wasn't a mother and father yet. There's only two people on the planet and we're already showing yeah. a wedding and a commitment about leaving your per yeah. parental and then joining with this woman yeah. for a, a lifelong commitment. There's only two people on that planet. There's not four yet, yeah. but they're already prophetically showing the importance of a marriage ceremony and a commitment and a covenant cut between two people and God. Yeah, that's good. That, that sounds like another series. Right? It will, that's yeah. good stuff right Here there. Here we go. Well, we are uh, wrapping up our time together. Uh, we're on the, I mean, here we are, just a few minutes away from being done with the podcast, the first one for this season. Pastor Alex, I have missed you in this context. I this have missed so you. so good. This is good to get, to to talk about this, sharpen iron, iron kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these dialogues are really nice. You got any big plans coming up in the next week? Uh, no, you know, we just had my son come back from the Navy Yes, you know, for three years and, mm -hmm. uh, we got that time together. So we're just kind of recouping, yep. <laughs> trying to get, trying to get our lives back together after seeing him. But, uh, you know, no, how yeah. about you? Well, of course the big sidewalk prophets, uh, concert that will be tonight as yeah. we air this tomorrow, but yeah. it will be on Thursday evening. And then, um, I get a chance to speak, uh, Wednesday night, uh, tonight down in Gaylord at a men's event. Oh, cool. um, I get a chance to go down there and share the deer hunting story that I shared on October 22nd of last year. Oh, uh, I get a chance to do that one. And uh, so I was up kind of late last night building a, a wall to hang the deer heads on. And uh, so oh, I'll go cool. down there. It's going to be a great time. That's why it's good to have a truck. So you can carry your props with you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, we want to thank you for taking this time to listen to us. And remember, uh, we are on all of your favorite uh uh, avenues of living, living in a podcast, or listening to podcasts, not living in your podcast, listening to podcast. You should be living this though. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but of course, the best way to do it is through our, our Harborlight app. But uh, don't forget to send us that question to harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com. What was that question again? It is, oh yeah, let me read it again. It is, uh, who is the prince of devils, parentheses, demons? Mm -hmm. And it is not your Sunday school answer. Right. But send us that in the in the, to the Gmail and we have a prize for you. But let us know also how to get it to you uh, if you have the right answer. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see you here again, again next week, we promise. We're back. And we're back. We're back and it's for real. Talk to you there. We want you to know, find, discover, change with us. More podcast-tending transmission. Now.